right, good morning, everyone. Go ahead and get started. I know we have a couple of people that are still logging in. But my name is Dr. Yasmin Farshad. I'm the Practitioner Education Manager for Wise Women Herbals. And I want to welcome you to this month's educational event through the Wise Women Herbals Practitioner Learning Community. If you've attended any of our previous events, we are so happy to have you here. And if this is your first time joining us, we extend an extra warm welcome to you. We are so excited to bring you this three-part webinar series entitled Foundational Approaches in Practice, a guide to complementary support for the five pillars of health with Rachel Alm. Today, Rachel will present part one in this series entitled Introduction to the Five Pillars of Health. Rachel will provide a detailed review of the five main body systems that, when functioning optimally, create a strong foundation for health. The five pillars of health are the main areas of focus for the nutritional therapy practitioners when working to support health of the client or patient. Today's talk will give you a new perspective on functional assessment and protocol building utilizing therapeutic foods, botanical medicine, and nutrient supplementation. Rachel Alm is a nutritional therapy practitioner, master medical herbalist, and board certified in holistic nutrition. She is the owner of Open Road Botanicals and a lead instructor for the Nutritional Therapy Association, as well as Herbal Wisdom Institute. She lives in the magnificent Grand Canyon National Park with her park ranger husband and their two amazing children where she manages the community's garden, produces her line of herbal medicine, and offers community-based wellness services. Rachel creates offerings focused on opening channels needed to release burden, allowing the body to heal itself as nature intended. In her classroom and in, the, in her practice, she combines the science of holistic health with the art of compassionate, individualized support. You can follow her on Facebook as well as Instagram for all her latest adventures. Welcome, Rachel. We're so happy to have you. Uh, thank you, Yasmin, so much for that introduction and for the opportunity to be here today. We're so thrilled. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And just a side note, everyone, this is an interactive event. So if you do have any questions for Rachel during her talk, please feel free to send them through the chat box and she'll be able to answer them as we go. And then if there's any remaining questions at the very end, we'll have some time for discussion. Perfect. Oh, gosh, this is so great. I am so pleased to be here. Um, I see the recording going. Thanks, Yaz, for that great setup. And again, for the chance to be able to talk with you all today. Um, it's a pleasure and an honor. I see so many familiar faces. I see some new faces, which I'm so pleased to get to know today. Um, I would just like to take a minute to um, give a thank you to all of you for attending. Um, I want to express gratitude to Wise Women Herbals for creating a practitioner learning community such as this, where many different people with various backgrounds, all united by an interest in plant medicine, can come together um, and I truly believe that in a setting where there is teaching, there is also learning, and I find this to be a really rich community, and it's a privilege to be a part of that and to share that time with you today. So thank you to Wise Woman Herbals for sponsoring this three-part series. Um, as Yaz mentioned, 
I am a lead instructor for the Nutritional Therapy Association as well. And so I want to give a thank you to the NTA um, for supporting me and allowing me to be a representative of NTA today and also to use a, a, one of their images and one of their major concepts around the training program that they offer in today's talk. Um, so while I am a representative of NTA and a big fan of Wise Woman Herbals, I am here as myself, Rachel Alm, um, an owner of Open Road Botanicals. Um, yes, Chris just made a mention in the chat box. If could everybody please mute yourself um, for those of you who have your view set to speaker view. Anytime someone else makes a sound, that person's um, picture will pop up on your screen. So background noise, um, we would appreciate keeping that to a minimum. Um, also, of course, just to emphasize, I do love to interact with all of you. So the chat box is here. I've got it in my view. Um, if you've got questions that come up, please don't hesitate to put them up there. Um, I will try to do a little multitasking, although the, we're learning more and more that that's not the, the most efficient way to operate as humans as much as we may try to be professional multitaskers. Um, I'm trying to be more of a, a focused person these days, but I'll keep an eye on the chat box. I'll stop every now and then as questions come up. Um, and I really want to hear your thoughts as well. So um, here's a practice that I like to do, everybody, before I begin. And that is just to take a moment of breath and reflection. It's a way to get us all on the same page, um, grounded and ready to just be present and focused for the next hour or so. Um, so I invite you, if it feels right and okay to um, take a moment to just settle in. Uh, if you could uncross your legs, put your feet flat on the floor and ground yourself, connect to this amazing powerful earth that we all stand upon. Um, you know, tall, straight back or whatever feels comfortable for you. Um, eyes closed is encouraged, do whatever feels comfortable. And I'll invite you to take a deep breath in and out. And then one more deep breath on your own. And now with a bit of a relaxed grounded stance, I'd like to invite you to imagine for a moment that you are stepping onto a building site. Um, right now, there's nothing really on this place at all. This is just the raw earth and plenty of potential. And you have big plans to build something strong, something that will provide support and structure, um, a building that will house everything that you want to put inside of it. And imagine for a moment that you step onto your building site and you bounce up and down a little bit. And you find that the, 
The earth is soft. Your feet sink a little bit. You realize in order to create this really strong uh, structure, you'll, it'll be necessary to build a strong foundation. So for a moment, imagine what that foundation might look like. You might be thinking about rebar or concrete, strong frame, um, taking a look at the land around you, the slope, the water, what else is built there. But now just imagine that as you take action and begin to build that foundation, Rather than concrete and rebar, it's a good night of sleep. It's a tall glass of water. It is speaking your truth. It's nourishing, vibrant foods supportive relationships. And with those ideas in mind, take another moment and think about what else brings you support in your life. What makes you feel rooted, grounded, and secure? What does it feel like to be grounded, to be secure? And as you let that sink into your body, I invite you all to open your eyes again. And I offer this idea that that sense of security and that sense of a strong foundation is always available. And it's a place that you can come back to through finding your deep inner knowing, remembering the strong supports that you do have around you and those other lifestyle and action items that I mentioned can also contribute to a strong foundation. I like to think that this time with all of you helps to build my foundation, to feel a network of people who care, who are out there doing big work and making big change in our world. Um, so thank you for being a part of what brings me a sense of peace and hope. I feel optimistic and I feel proud um, to be a part of a community of healers all doing this very important work. And with that, thank you for, for joining me in that exercise, everybody. Um, with that, I'm gonna begin my uh, PowerPoint presentation.
and um, apparently I've got a bit of a, a lag time in my computer trying to get my slideshow started. Forgive me. There we go. All right. So that was the setup, guys. Um, as a nutritional therapy practitioner, a medical herbalist, and a human being living on this earth, I have um, I've worked hard to support the health of my own body, that of my family, and the many clients and students that I've worked with over the years. And today's um, and just a reminder, if you are not muted, please go ahead and hit the mute button. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> hit the mute button in the corner of your screen. Today's presentation is one of three, all based on this theme. Foundational approaches in practice. So hopefully I've created a, a good analogy here, or at least a good idea of what I believe to be really central to our role as practitioners in this, um, in this community and in this world is really about the foundations. Um, and so, here we go. We live in a very complex world, yes? Um, and um, I apologize, I'm trying to get my speaker view. Rebecca, since I can see your face, are you seeing just one slide or all my slides at once? All of them? Okay. There. Um, so we live in this complex world, right? There are so many different concerns that people are dealing with. Um, it really pays for us as practitioners to, um, to really honor the fact that so much of our world is a gray area. Um, a reductionist viewpoint really has a way of taking us away from our intuition as practitioners, whether we're working with someone else or we're trying to work with our own body. So um, a foundational approach means that we are looking at, at the bedrock. And our goal is to restore the bedrock of wellness. And to me, that includes uh, redeveloping or reconnecting with our intuition and also nourishing our nervous system. Okay, these things that really form the bedrock, the base of our health. And in order to nourish those things, we need to create a structure that will support our, um, our life. So a long, healthy life. Um, because, so I'm gonna pause everybody and this is just a moment of vulnerability. I have speaker notes for myself that I can't currently see. So I'm gonna take just a minute and pause and get that set up so I can move forward. Um, I imagine it's gonna take but a moment. There it is, done. See, that was worth it. 
Okay. So, um, in this complex world, there are so many symptoms that we are dealing with. And there is this uh, consideration or this method of healing that many people tend towards out of default, and that is to, to name the symptoms and tame them, right? Um, and, and we have that option. We can go to taming symptoms or we can assume a sick identity for ourselves, for our culture. Or we can come back to restoring that bedrock of health that I talked about. And we can do that by using a systems-based approach to health and healing. So when we are just looking at symptoms, when we are reducing our approach to healing too much, we take away the beauty, the diversity, the bio-individuality that exists within each and every one of us. And we also, when we go to a reductionist perspective, don't account for that very vast gray area of our world. So much of life is gray. Um, am I right? Yeah. So as a culture, uh, it's, my, it's my observation that we are becoming less and less grounded and at the same time sicker than ever. What's going on here? We lack solid footing. So when we lack solid footing, the consequences are very real, right? We are seeing the consequences of unstable foundations in our bodies, in our relationships, in our communities, right? Um, so if, if I, um, may I share with you some of the following things that are showing up from a health perspective in our society that I think um, really stand out as being not only on the rise, but also severely negatively impacting quality of life. Uh, for, I'm speaking of Americans in particular, but I, but I do believe there's a, a worldwide issue going on. So what are the consequences of some of this lack of footing, this loss of footing that we're experiencing as Americans? Uh, very, very common, right? Hypertension. So these are things according to, uh, according to the National Institute of Health are uh, conditions that are um, very, very high in frequency and incidence and also rank as the top most negatively impacting of our quality of life. So how many people are experiencing in some way whether it's in yourself personally, in your family, a client in your practice, a member of your community, someone dealing with depression. And you don't have to, to visually respond to that, but just, um, you know, an inner affirmation. Yes, so many people are having increased blood pressure, hypertension. Is that because there's more heartache and more heartbreak? Is that because they have unmet needs in their foundation? How many people are struggling deeply with things like depression? How common is hyperlipidemia, dyslipidemia, and otherwise high cholesterol? Um, if you have graduated from the Nutritional Therapy Association or you're a student now, um, you know that we love to love cholesterol, right? 
um, cholesterol is unfairly bullied and gets a bad rap. Cholesterol is so necessary in healing the body, producing healthy hormones in the body. It's important. However, it is still a risk factor when the ratios are outside the desirable range. So we don't want to vilify cholesterol, but we do want to see that when total cholesterol compared to um, something like high density lipoprotein HDL, when that ratio is very wide, that's a clear indication of an increased risk for development of heart disease. And cardiovascular disease is our, you know, one of our number one causes of mortality in America. So we want cholesterol, we want it to be balanced. We want it to be in an ideal ratio. Um, there we are with the coronary artery disease. Type two diabetes, extremely common as we know. Substance use disorder, people. Folks are looking to escape. People are dealing with trauma. Um, this is real. And the last one is uh, particularly and personally relevant for me. Um, in this list uh, from the National Institute of Health on diseases and conditions that are impacting the quality of life for Americans, they listed specifically, not so all autoimmune conditions are on the rise and negatively impacting us in a, in a real way, but they specific, specifically listed inflammatory bowel disease, things like Crohn's disease and colitis, which is my personal issue that I struggle with um, as someone who's lived with ulcerative colitis for 15 years, learning how to um, not overcome or cure, but understand the activity of this particular disease and learn to manage and to feel like a superstar every day of my life, right? In just accomplishing normal everyday tasks. So I know that I speak to the sentiment of many of you dealing with autoimmune disease with that issue. So many times it's silent or so many times there's, um, you know, some hesitation to share some of the struggles that you're dealing with. Um, maybe, uh, maybe it's invisible and maybe um, you have had to take some superhero efforts just to make it through the day, right? Um, I see you. So when we talk about the wheel of wellness, um, I think this is an important concept, extremely important concept, because um, it's time to subvert this healing paradigm, in my opinion, where we are not just going to take on the role of being a sick person and we are not just going to tame symptoms but we are going to look at all of the different pieces of us that make us whole and contribute to our well-being so if you are a practitioner working with clients it serves you well to understand how many different pathways to wellness there are, how many different components of each and every one of us we bring in different amounts, in different proportions, and on different days of the week, right? So to get to know your client in each of these ways will serve both of you very well. Um, it recognizes the fact that someone in their 20s who is struggling to put on weight is going to have a very 
different set of needs and approaches to them meeting their goal than uh, a woman who is in her late 30s and struggling with fertility. fertility and different than a gentleman in his 70s who is struggling with joint pain, right? Um, what kind of relationships do each of these people have? Um, what is their emotional well-being, spiritual health, intellectual health, physical activity, occupational? And if you look around that outside, that the ring that encompasses all of these different spokes or wheels of wellness is the social aspect of our well-being. Hey, Rachel. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Michelle wants to know how we can get a wheel of wellness to hang in our practice. Mm, yes. I, so I am going to make this PowerPoint available to all of you after the fact. And so you are able to pull this image from my slide if you'd like. And I can also provide the link where I found it. Um, do know that there are many, many variations of this wheel out there. And you might find one that really strikes your fancy. I like this one, um, partly because of the spiral right in the middle. Um, I really believe that life really is in a spiral fashion, um, but that it also has the ring of the social well-being all the way around the outside because our social health impacts each wedge and each wedge impacts our social health, right? So there's this bi-directional relationship there. Uh, I'm glad you liked that wheel. I'll make sure you have it for your office. That's great. Um, so when I look at this wheel of wellness, I recognize that each of us is extremely unique. This is one of our you know, primary tenants in the Nutritional Therapy Association is that we're bio-individual, yeah? Um, and we are so much more than our illness. So, um, what do, oh, and here. So when I look at this, I also think, what would be an appropriate way to help address? Like what, what, what approach do I take to address each of these wedges? Um, I see, and this is, you know, for me personally, I see nutrition as touching every single component or spoke of this wheel, even the occupational wedge, because I happen to work in the field of nutrition. Um, so that one might be the outlier for some of you. But if you really think about it, how does nutrition, the food that we eat, and the way that food is interacting, interacting with our body to help us grow and repair our, our bodies, how does that impact us physically? Well, directly, right? There's a direct relationship between nutrition and our physical health. And what about our intellectual health? Well, if you are here in this webinar, you care about food and you care about your intellectual understanding of it. I'm, I'm making an assumption here. Um, so you prioritize intellectual study of nutrition and having that information is deepening your health in many different ways, right? Knowing things um, is growing. And our spiritual health, I find eating to be a very spiritual process, um, you know, particularly when we have reverence for um, what it took 
to create the food that is in front of us today. You know, all of the, the, the story behind the food and, and giving it a blessing and, and feeling that each, um, you know, if you choose to look at it this way, each food that we consume has energy, right? There's definitely a spiritual connection. Um, with nutrition. And then in our emotional well-being, we know that there is a lot of emotion attached to food and dietary habits. Yes, we all have feelings. We feel all the feels when it comes to food. Some very positive, some very negative, and anywhere within that spectrum. Um, but then, you know, on a, on a separate but related note, we know that choosing the right foods and having optimal digestion can support our emotional well-being from more of a biological perspective. Uh, so when I am choosing to step into the arena, so to speak, as a healer, so to speak, I'm gonna kind of expound on those air quotes there, my general goal is to promote maintain and restore health or the well-being of those who seek my care. Um, and I just want to address the varying backgrounds in this audience today. I know that there are naturopathic physicians. I know that there are nutritional therapy practitioners and consultants. There are students, there are uh, a wide variety of modalities and areas of training in this crowd today. So um, in order to not speak to one or another, I'll speak generally. And, and hopefully, again, I'm making a safe assumption in that this is a general objective for all of us. So I use the term arena, um, partially taken from the Theodore Roosevelt quote, so often re-quoted now by Brene Brown in her work around being vulnerable and what courage and bravery really look like. So if we choose to step into the arena, so to speak, um, we're taking a bold step and we are opening ourselves up to be available to somebody else who is suffering or has real goals and they are looking for guidance and support and what an honor and what a privilege that is for us as the practitioner who they have chosen to work with um, i put quotes around the word healer because i think there's a lot of um, maybe misunderstanding or misuse of that term um, because it is my belief that um, I cannot heal somebody else. Um, there's, there's no shaman, no doctor, um, no practitioner of any kind who's really doing the healing. Um, we are here, however, to promote, maintain, and restore health for people who seek our care. And how we approach wellness is going to vary pretty significantly, right? Based on our training and based on our beliefs and our paradigms and, and whatever systems we have in place in our practice. So for me, I'll offer my perspective. Um, I, I operate from a belief that disease is so often a result of blocked channels, whether physical or energetic channels. And again, these are bi-directional. 
And many times there's a burden that needs to be released from the body in order to free up the cellular capacity for healing. I also believe that healing is multifaceted. There's not just one pathway to wellness. It is multidimensional, right? And healing doesn't necessarily mean complete resolution of symptoms. I think that's where we can get in our own way sometimes is feeling that we've never fully healed until our symptoms go away and our condition has been resolved. I think healing is in the process of being curious and um, tuning in and really beginning to listen to the messages of our body, that bedrock that I was talking about, right? I think that is the healing process and we need to have fair and loving expectations of that healing process, recognizing that we each have an open road before us. We all have a chance to rewrite our story. So here's what I'm offering with that all in mind. Uh, a three-part series. So here we are today. So glad you're here. Hope you stay. Um, today, I'm going to talk about an introduction to the five pillars of health. Um, I use the term five pillars, and I might um, just ask for permission to change that language a little bit. Um, and you could insert foundations, um, or you can insert systems here. So I'm going to be giving you an introduction from a nutritional therapy standpoint today about the five core concepts. Maybe you can, yeah, sorry. Um, five core concepts that if we are to address them, got it. If we are to address them, we open up a new possibility for healing. So if you are associated with the NTA in any way, the Nutritional Therapy Association, this for you will be another trip around the spiral. So uh, that's how life operates, especially when you're in, when you assume the role of a learner. Um, you'll be introduced to certain concepts and then um, through life experience, through intention, through just the way the world works, you'll be coming back around to those concepts again in your life. But it's going to be at a different level. You'll come up upon it a little bit higher and you'll be looking down at your foundation that you've built, what you were immediately introduced to. And then you get to come back around with a new set of experiences, a new perspective, maybe new words that help you see something or hear something or understand something in a way you hadn't previously known it. So. Um, that all to say, if you're an NTA-associated person, you know these five foundations, but my hope is that I can offer you an additional perspective today through this introduction. And then next call will be Tuesday, June 11th, and at that time, we're going to build upon these concepts of the five foundations or pillars or systems, and I'm going to bring in some more therapeutic tips. So I'm going to talk about, if we're looking at these five foundations, what kind of support can we bring in? 
for foods and nutrients specifically. And then um, because I have this deep love for herbal medicine and I see myself as a bridge between the modalities of nutrition and herbal medicine, I'd like to share with you how I, as an NTP herbalist, am bringing herbal medicine into my practice from a foundational perspective. So using medicinal herbs to strengthen the foundations of wellness. So there we go. Without further ado, I've mentioned this is the Nutritional Therapy Association's image. Thank you for sharing. This is a really great way to summarize the concept or the conceptual approach that we take in our training program and I use in my practice. So um, if you look, you see five wedges right in the middle. And we're gonna review each of those five wedges or foundations, starting with digestion, moving through blood sugar, onto dietary fats, minerals, and hydration. And we strongly believe that the body has an ability to heal itself, especially when you provide it with the right building blocks. When you eat the right things and you balance the foundations, health naturally follows. Okay, so my belief is that when we work from the understanding that the human body is a series of complex systems, all anchored in these five basic foundations, we have a new way of looking at the body's ability to achieve optimal wellness. So these five or really six foundations, if you look at that outer ring, it says nutrient dense, properly prepared, whole foods diet. So there's really six here. They account for physiological stability. So we, we were thinking about rebar and we were thinking about concrete and we were thinking about the relationships, our, our network of support in our life, these things that bring us structure and stability, right? So this, in my uh, sincere belief, is how we can provide physiological stability and when there is a complex dysfunction, so maybe a client or patient presents with a series of complex symptoms or diagnoses, it's wonderful to know that rather than trying to dissect and look at just that com complex presentation, we can recognize that it's tied to instability in some or all of these five foundations. So let's start with diet, right? Uh, we all know diet can support our health, right? Um, and I don't mean a diet. I don't mean calorie restriction. I don't mean, um, you know, a lot of metrics surrounding maybe how much the food weighs or how many calories are in it or such things but just the diet, the food, the beautiful um, plant food and uh, clean proteins that we consume on a daily basis are literally the building blocks of our body. And diet can be the ally that supports us in healing or it can be the poison that creates more dysfunction in our body. I'm gonna pause because I see a chat. Um, thank you for the time check. Um, so diet, why is diet important and what do we need to know? Um, what do we need to include in our diet? 
Well, we know that it has to be nutrient dense. Um, so if we are choosing foods devoid of nutrients, are we really fueling the enzymatic functions of our body? Are we really helping provide the raw materials to rebuild our tissue in the way that our bodies so amazingly do, the miracle of life? We, we rebuild all tissues of our cell, you know, every cell of our tissue on a regular basis. And if we are not providing our body with the nutrient density needed to do that, we are literally starving the growth and recovery and restoration of our body. So nutrient density. Um, we also talk about foods being properly prepared. Um, so that includes things like, um, you know, your cookware and making sure that you are avoiding toxic chemicals in your cookware. You're using clean, uh, clean water in particular. Um, but also there are certain foods that can increase their healing capacity or increase their vibration, I like to say, when they're prepared properly. So um, something like Lacto-fermenting your vegetables helps increase the enzyme um, volume of that food, making it more alive and higher vibration than ever. Or soaking your beans and your nuts and your grains is a way to remove that phytic acid layer that can actually inhibit the absorption of all of that good plant power that's inside. And then we also... Um, obviously respect and appreciate the fact that whole foods as nature intended in their whole form provide us with a greater source of nutrition than something that is processed that comes in a box that may have lost a lot of its vitality and nutrient density in commercial processing methods. Uh, digestion. So I found this cartoon that, I, uh, that I'm tickled by. I think it's pretty cute. Um, but we know that digestion, you know, sometimes you'll hear the phrase digestion is, uh, or uh, food, you are what you eat, right? We hear that phrase, you are what you eat. But in actuality, you are what you absorb. We believe as practitioners, right? You could be eating the most beautiful, nutrient-dense, properly prepared whole foods diet, but if you're not fully digesting your food, then what is actually bringing you vitality? So uh, big principles here with digestion. And so, so, so many people are dealing with digestive issues. Oh my gosh. And even the people who don't outrightly know they're dealing with digestive issues when they come to me and say, oh no, my digestion is fine. When we begin to do some of that foundational repair work on the gut, um, that's when they realize, wow, I didn't know that my digestion could be so much better. How amazing to feel no bloating, um, you know, no smelly gas, no heartburn. I'm having two to three really healthy bowel movements a day. Um, so there is room for improvement for many, most of us. Um, and the way that we can do that is for sure by begin, beginning to eat our food in a rested, mindful place. Um, and what else can we do? We need to improve our digestive or our metabolic fire. 
in Ayurveda, we call this your Agni, A-G-N-I. So, so many of us have um, maybe lost some of that metabolic fire through um, not eating in a rested state, uh, taking over-the-counter or prescription proton pump inhibitors or antacids. We have started to eat on the run. We are not taking that time for the spiritual aspect of the food that we consume. And this is a photo taken from um, St. Louis. I was lucky enough to spend a little over a year in St. Louis. Go Blues! They're in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, and this banner caught my eye on the side of this building because I thought, wow, how, how sad, <laughs> you know, that here we are in this place of um, wanting to love food. Yes, let's love food food. Uh, food is one of the greatest joys of life. Um, but the, the people who really love their food are experiencing a lot of um, gastroesophageal reflux to the point that they're needing to take an antacid all the time to deal with it so they can keep eating the foods that maybe are not supporting their health and not feel the, the body's um, you know, messages that it's not being received well. Uh, so, you know, I just, I like to share that poster from time to time, just as a testament that, yeah, this is a real issue in America. Yes. Um, so moving on to the next foundation, which is blood sugar regulation. Um, hopefully my, the reason that I put a roller coaster here is obvious to all of you. We live in a society now where um, blood sugar dysregulation is the norm. It's common to the point that it is almost being understood to be normal. Uh, we, why? Why is this? Today's pace of life is really stressful. There are these expectations to be everything, to manage everything, to do it all, to do it perfectly, and to do it fast, all often at the expense of our own well-being, the health of our families, time alone, time in nature, time. We're losing it. And it's impacting how our body regulates glucose in our body because of it. Um, we have these cravings, we're eating on the run. What do we do about it? Well, it's a great time for all of us. I consider this an invitation to have some honest reflection. If you're showing signs and symptoms of blood sugar dysregulation, what do you think in honest reflection is contributing to that for you? Dietary sources, are there adjustments that you can make? What about your lifestyle? This is such a big one. You know, what about um, saying no even when it's something great? You know, sometimes we just have to take a few steps back and prioritize our own lives and our own health so that we can go back to being better in all areas. And then, of course, there's botanical support, which I will jump into in our third um, of this series. The next foundation I have to talk about is fatty acids, fat. Um, we are of the belief that many of today's health issues are a result of 
poor fat metabolism, maybe a result of this really intense period of our history where we were told to be afraid of fat, um, to eat a no fat or low fat diet at any cost. And boy, was there a cost, everybody. As we have or had, I think, you know, the tide is definitely shifting now back to loving fat and choosing the right kinds, thank goodness. But, um, you know, there was this period of time where we were all, you know, really feeling like we were doing the right thing by eating the fat-free Snackwell's cookies, right? Or um, some of those very strange, <laughs> totally franken foods that um, when you take out the fat, what do you have to add back in to make it taste even remotely decent? Sugar, carbohydrates, you know, all sorts of strange additives, preservatives, flavors, colors, stabilizers, my goodness. And as we reduce the fat, what did we see in terms of health trends in America? An extreme increase in metabolic disease, you know, diabetes, people having, um, you know, that, that comorbid condition of obesity, along with um, some, di some diabetic tendencies, blood sugar dysregulation, cardiovascular disease. And also, uh, what else? Increased autoimmune disease, increased mental health conditions. Like the, the impacts are real. Going back to that slide earlier on with the row of houses and that one house in the middle, the foundation hadn't been set properly, right? That's, that's what we're seeing now. So fats are a fuel source, right? It's like the long burning logs in your campfire. Uh, we need those fats to build healthy hormones, and literally the cells that make up our body are made up of fat. If we're eating poor quality fat, damaged fat, trans fat, or not enough fat, our cells are not structured appropriately. And if our cells don't have that, that wall that supports appropriate communication from cell to cell, nutrient transfer, all of those important cellular functions, what's happening inside of our body, right? Um, mineral balance is the next foundation I want to really speak to because I love it. And I think it's like the, the underdog um, sometimes in this field of wellness, we often overlook how powerful minerals really are. Um, this bedrock analogy applies again here because rock literally is the minerals. We need to return to the earth. We need to spend time each day literally physically and energetically connecting with the powerful earth that we are upon. Um, so, you know, there is certainly some uptake of minerals that way when we're barefoot in the earth or when we hold rocks. Um, but also when we garden um, and when we take a walk at the beach. Um, and so when we are imbalanced or devoid of certain minerals, we've effectively lost our spark. So these minerals are the cofactors, the spark, the catalyst for all of the enzymatic activity in our body, right? For example, um, generating energy, that Krebs cycle or the citric acid cycle of creating ATP for the body is very magnesium dependent, 
right? If we don't have magnesium, we lack the ability to convert glucose into ATP, and that is one example. Um, we also need minerals as cellular transporters. So, you know, changing the way that we are opening and closing the gates within our cells to allow nutrients to come in and out. Um, also, every beat of our heart requires minerals. Can you imagine the consequences, the gravity of being deficient in minerals for so long that your heart begins to struggle to beat? Muscle tone, certainly. The, the relaxation and the contractile property of our muscles, just like the cardiac the heart is a muscle, um, also requires minerals, our bones, our teeth, our nails, our hair, also things like prostate, for men, ovaries for women, thyroid for everybody. These are mineral dependent organ glands and tissues. Literally the sparks, the spark plugs of life. Um, and then last one, last but certainly not least is hydration. So, um, you know, it's easy to say, oh sure, yep, water, we all should drink more water, it's a good idea. But no, really, um, it might be one of the easiest and most impactful choices that we can make is just bringing in enough water. So uh, water is life. We know this. We've heard all the different analogies of, you know, the amount of water um, or the salinity of the water in our body is equal to the salinity of the ocean and how much of our mother earth is made up of water compared to the amount that's in our body. Um, it, you know, I'm a, I'm a water person too. I'm an Aquarius and I, um, I so love the water, but I think that we all can benefit from prioritizing water as a way with every sip. We are intentionally putting life in our body. Again, with the reverence and the intention piece, as we are nourishing our nervous systems. We do this by adding the right minerals that support our nerves, along with, you know, nervine botanicals to help with that process, electrolyte-rich um, foods, and uh, really just supporting the cellular function of our body, allowing us to detoxify or release what needs to go from the body. When we don't hydrate, we don't let go of the toxic burden we carry. Um, every breath we take, literally the breath we take each time is supported by how well hydrated we are. So life, truly. Um, so there we go. That's the five foundations plus the sixth um, kind of core concept, which is diet. So just to recap, diet is um, really kind of supporting all of our five foundations. And within those five pillars of health, the wedges of the wheel, however you want to word it, digestion is the foundation of foundations. If we're not absorbing our food, then we are not fully um, unlocking the capacity to heal and recover, right? Uh, blood sugar regulation is directly tied to stress in our world until, you know, and it's a chicken or the egg scenario a lot of times. Um, you know, stress is contributing to blood sugar dysregulation. Blood sugar dysregulation is contributing to stress. What about our fatty acids? 
so necessary to supporting our function, mineral balance, and hydration. So if we intentionally build each one of those foundations, there is a great chance that some of those bigger, more complex clinical presentations will improve or dramatically shift because each of those clinical concerns that the client comes to you with has some kind of anchor to these five foundations. So um, I had to chuckle when I made this slide title because of a meme about, you know, everyone expecting some really big snowstorm to come through the Pacific Northwest. Have you guys seen this one where the like lawn chairs tipped over and there's a little bit of snow on the ground? We will rebuild, um, ironically. But in all seriousness here, I believe we will. And I believe that we can. And I believe that this systems-based approach and honoring the multifaceted nature of healing and this open road before us, we have the ability to heal ourselves and to heal the clients who come to us looking for support. And how do we do that? Well, we need to, uh, here's, here's something I say often in practice, we need to name it and we need to frame it. So you tell me what your symptoms are, what your concerns are, we'll put a name to it and then we will, that's just the beginning. We're not gonna stop and not gonna deal with the symptom, but we're gonna dig, dig, dig. We're gonna frame it. We're gonna look at all of you, all of those different pieces of the wheel of wellness. We're gonna ask antecedents, what led up to this? Um, we're gonna get to know you as an individual, right? Dig deeper, frame it, and begin to connect the dots. And then webinars today and totally missed them. Um, reminder to, to mute yourselves if you haven't already. Um, now that we've named it and framed it, we need to address it and stress it. Name it, frame it, address it, and stress it. So we, we address this big framework of the whole person with a step-by-step systems-based approach that starts from the ground up. And then we stress it by seeing if that stressor or the trigger or the antecedents after we do that foundational work still have the same trigger power over those issues or if you have built up resilience. I'm really big on building up resilience right now. And here we go, plant medicine for the win. I can't stress enough how much I see um, plants. So whether it's botanical medicine or therapeutic foods or that really beautiful blurred line between them, um, it, the power that is available is really profound. Um, so I'm going to get into that more on our third webinar, of course. Um, and so I just want to let everybody know that as a thank you from me, and from Wise Woman Herbals, you are all going to get a foundational compliment chart that I created. Um, and I'm pretty proud of it. I think it's really great. It was so fun for me to, to craft um, because it goes through the five foundations. And I'll show it to you real fast. Here it is. So um, it goes through the five foundations of health, just as I discussed them for you. 
Um, so we have, and I'm gonna zoom out so you can just see big picture for right now, digestion, blood sugar, and within digestion and blood sugar, I have it broken down by the organs. What's that? We can't see it. We're still on oh, the foundational compliment chart. Thank you for telling me. You're welcome. Um, so you don't get to see it on my screen, but you get to see it in your email. How about that? <laughs> so it's broken down by the five foundations. And then there are three columns. So you get to see um, the therapeutic foods that support each of those foundations, then nutrient formulations and supplements for those foundations, and then finally the botanical medicines that I use in practice to um, address each of those foundations. So that's coming your way in a thank you email from Yasmin, and she usually, I think 72 hours is what she says. Um, so watch for your email on that, and that will be, sorry, a companion that document will be a companion to parts two and three of this webinar series. And then finally, until next time, a couple invitations or calls to action, if I may. Um, if you're interested, go to my, my website, openroadbotanicals.com. Um, I've just created a pretty neat little document called Three Ways to Up Your Herbal Game. If you're interested in um, taking your herbal training to the next level, this is my heartfelt suggestion to you to do exactly that. So if you click on the banner at the top, you'll be able to download that PDF. Um, and you'll also be able to browse my website where I make small batch herbal medicines, again, on the, based on this theory that if we restore essential flow to the body, we allow for healing. Um, you can also go to nutritionaltherapy.com. If you're not already a graduate of the NTA, you can take a free Nutrition 101, nutrition 101 course and go through each of these five foundations in more detail than I gave today. And then I also strongly recommend if you're leaning towards incorporating more herbs into your practice, the Botanical Fundamentals Kit that is offered by Wise Woman Herbals is absolutely gorgeous and an amazing way to get to know um, plants on a more energetic level, have them in your own medicine chest, also be able to test them on your clients in practice. So I strongly, strongly recommend that. And that brings us to the end of my presentation today. Um, so I just wanna thank all of you so much for attending. Um, it was, thank you, Jamie. It was a pleasure to spend this time with you and I truly hope to see you again a month from now where we'll dive into some more protocol building um, specifics of the foundations. Thank you so much, Rachel. We did have another question here. It says, what link do we put down for the CEU form? Um, if you want to contact me, I can, I can type in my email address. I, I'll get you that information. I'm assuming it's the practitioner learning community link that you're going to want to send uh, to get your CEU through the NTA. Um, again, I'll, I'll type that in uh, now, actually. Um, and then we do have another webinar uh, coming up next month uh, so Rachel will be continuing she'll be adding on to today's information and that is scheduled for Tuesday June 11th at 11 a.m. so you can go to Wise Women Herbals Practitioner Learning Community and you can register for that now 
Um, we also have a, a promotion for everyone who attended today, everyone who registered actually, a thank you email that um, Rachel mentioned. And so that will have the replay link for today. Uh, it will have the uh, handout that Rachel showed, well, that, that she promised you, her foundational compliment chart, which we're really excited about. Um, so we'll have a PDF download for you uh, to, to have, and that way you can use it in your practice. Um, we'll also have any slides or resources that she provided for you today. Um, in addition to her contact information, in case you have questions that you may think of later, or uh, we just ran out of time today. Um, and last but not least, you do get a promotion, uh, like I mentioned, it's 15% off of your next order as a thank you for attending Rachel's wonderful webinar today. So 15% off of your next order, uh, promo code is PLC519, and that's good through the end of uh, May, May 31st. So just make sure to call customer service, Wise Women Herbal's customer service, to take advantage of that. And uh, I believe that is it. Thank you again, Rachel. It was such a pleasure. Uh, we're really excited to have you back next month. And thank you to everyone who attended today. We look forward to having you again for our next webinar. Thank you, Yaz. I just, I wanted to address or acknowledge one question that came in from Matthew about foundationally supporting H. pylori. Um, and definitely there is an approach that makes sense here and I can get into that in more detail, detail on our next two calls, if that's okay. Um, it is a bit complex and we're out of time today, but um, definitely we can address that a little bit more on our next call. Thank you so much. Uh, Sounds great. Thank you again, everybody. I think you're wonderful and you're doing amazing work and I value you so much. So keep it up, go out there, do great things and we'll see you in a month. Thank you everyone, take care. Thank you.